hey you. I want to share with you something that I genuinely think will transform your life and your business, to be honest. HDX is open from now until May 17 with a few special bonuses. Join before May 11 and get my eight-week Purpose and Abundance course completely free, which is $888 worth of value. And if you join before May 17, we're actually going to give you $999 off our upcoming Mexico retreat. I mean, how good a freaking deal is that? And if you join before May 17, then you'll be in time for two amazing bonus classes this month in HDX with my personal business consultant, Nikki Rowley. Now, this is the woman that has helped scale my business significantly in the last year or so, and I am sharing her with my HDX community. She'll be teaching on how to grow and scale for business and what strategies and structures will actually get you there. She will also host a bonus business Q&A, which means you can actually ask my consultant anything you want to ask her about growing and scaling your business. This is an opportunity that could transform your life and your business, so don't miss out. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Human Design Podcast with me, your host, Emma Dunwoody. I'm a qualified master coach and human behavior specialist, as well as being a qualified human design coach. And I work with clients every single day to answer the big questions. Who am I? Why am I here? And what is my purpose? I also assist them to transition from the person they think they should be to the person they really are on the inside. I teach people how to actually live their design instead of just knowing it. And if this is something that you want to do too, well, stay tuned or reach out for private coaching or human design unpacks where I show you exactly how to live your design. Hey, hey, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Human Design Podcast. Before we get into today's episode, I want to share something really amazing with you. And it's actually one of our new Millions of Millionaires sponsors. So to introduce this body graph chart software that we've been using, that's been mind blowing. So I want to welcome the amazing um, Taylor Dyson, who is my incredible operations manager. Welcome along, Taylor. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to have you here. This is actually um, something that we implemented when um, April. Yeah. And we were just trialing it out because they'd reached out to us, um, in regards to sponsoring the podcast or something like that, wasn't it? And so it kind of wasn't mm-hmm. even on our radar and we tried it out and we had such low expectations. And then what happened? Well, I remember sending you a message going, Emma, why are we not using this? Because I was mind blown. You know, we get a lot of requests for stuff like that. And, you know, there's new softwares all the time. And I clicked on it, like you said, with very low expectations. And I started looking through what they can do. And I had, I got so excited. You know, the MG in me was like, oh my God, we have to use this. And I saw the potential of it and it has delivered more than expected. It's really awesome. Amazing. Now, before we get into the actual numbers, because I know um, numbers with Taylor is a thing in our business. She loves to share all the all the numbers. Let's just tell the listeners exactly who it's for and what it is. Yeah. So it's a great tool for anyone who uses human design in their business. So if you're a human design reader, 
a human design coach or just someone who uses human design in your business. If you, you know, incorporate it into whatever you do, it's a way for you to embed an actual human design chart tool into your website. So, you know, if you want someone to get their human design chart, you probably send them to an outside platform somewhere, you know, oh, go to this website, put in your details and get your chart, whatever that platform might be. There's a couple big ones. And what's cool about this is that it allows you to put that tool on your own website and it's yours. So when someone comes and, you know, puts their information into your website, they get their chart and then you can hook up, hook it up to your email list, to your newsletter. You can have it linked to your own content. You can customize the reports afterwards that they get, you know, so it's your own descriptions of what, you know, this type is or this profile. So that's kind of what it is. Oh my God, I love it. And it's so cool because I actually remember when Jenna Zoe, because it must be the same software that Jenna Zoe used and before anyone else. Yeah, right. And I was always like, wow, her chart looks so beautiful and it's on her website. That's so cool. So yeah, when we started using it, I was like, this is beautiful. I'm really excited that we can do it. But let's talk hard numbers. Like we have had some serious success with this, um, just adding this to our business. So tell everyone a little bit about the growth that we've experienced through using this. Yeah. So since implementing it into our website in April, there have been over 4,000 people that have downloaded their chart through the website. And that's unique. That's not, um, you know, someone who does it twice because a lot of people will go back because they won't download the PDF or something, or they lost it or misplaced it. That's unique. Um, wow. chart downloads. So it's even more for double for people doing it twice. Um, and it's been really amazing. It's more than tripled the size of the email list. And, you know, you can set up you know, sequences afterwards for people to, um, you know, give them more information and keep everything in-house. Yeah. And because one of the really big things for us is obviously human design made simple. So it gives us the opportunity to um, give our way of teaching human design directly to the people who want it. And I love that. I love that every single person that wants to get their chart, that downloads it, we can then support them on their journey straight away, which is of course what you set up because you're amazing to make sure that not only do they get their chart, but they also get this support, free content support that helps them as they're you know, new to human design and on their journey. So beautiful. So how do people access this? What's it, what's it called? And I know that there's a benefit for listeners of the podcast. Yes. So you can go to the link in the show notes, or you can go to bodygraphchart.com. And they have been kind enough to give the listeners of the human design podcast, a 50% off discount for 12 months, which is huge because it's already inexpensive to begin with. Um, and then the 50% discount is going to put it at $25 a month. That's in us dollars. So wherever you are in the world, it'll be, you know, a little bit different, but, um, 50% off for 12 months. And the code is human design podcast. And we'll put that in the show notes too, for everyone. And one of the other things I want to say, that's really cool about this chart tool is that, it's 100% customizable and it actually gives Chiron and the four arrows, which is what a lot of chart tools don't do that. So that's one thing that a lot of people are drawn to when they go to get our chart from our website is, oh, I can get the arrows because of it or my Chiron gates. I love that. It's so cool. So check out the show notes, people get on it because really it is such a powerful and as Taylor says, inexpensive tool, like it paid for itself in the first two days. I seem to remember or first day. I seem to remember. So it's so valuable. Um, and it gives you the opportunity to really build your brand and your communication with your clients. So thank you. Go check it out. 
Hey, hey, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Human Design Podcast. And this time, or this episode, we're speaking about line fours. Yep, it is the next episode in our Profile Line series, and we're moving away from what we call the lower trigram. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, the lines one, two, and three, they're in our lower trigram. Um, What that means is within every gate, within every six lines, that is um, a trigram. There's the upper, which is the four, five, six, and the lower, which is the one, two, three. The one, two, three are self-focused, okay? The four, five, six are other focused. So this is where we start to talk about the transpersonal energies. Now, don't let that confuse you because if you've got the small number first and then the big number, you're a personal profile. If you've got the big number first and then the small number, you are a transpersonal profile. Um, But I just wanted to touch on a couple of those nuances for the lines, um, profile lines. So today I have two amazing human beings with me. So I want to welcome both Amanda and Britta. Amanda, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Amanda. I'm a 4-6 sacral generator. I'm so excited to have you here, Amanda, and hear your journey. Obviously, I get to work with Amanda all the time because she's my incredible PR person. And of course, so many, I mean, she's done some crazy ass stuff with us. But one of the things that we see over and over again, to the point that Taylor and I joke about this often, Amanda, is like so many of the big things happen because you sat down next to someone at lunch or a friend of a friend has knows someone. And it's just this typical energy of a line four. So I'm super excited to dive more into this with you today. Welcome, Britta. Do you want to introduce yourself? Hi, I am Britta and I am a one four reflector with Reflector Authority. Exactly. I love it. And Britta is from our Mastermind 1.0 and she is a rock star champion and typical. You know what? One of the things I've loved watching is because so much of the knowledge out there for reflectors, I feel, can be quite disempowering. Like you're just this like floaty unicorn energy. But what does that mean? And Brit is also a cross of rulership. So she has a very powerful energy within her cross. So just watching the way she has worked with the whole team of the mastermind, how she she really does take a leadership role, even though I'm not sure Britta even saw it for ages um, within the telecom, the Telegram community. It's just so beautiful to see. So thank you so much for being here, Britta. Thank you. It's a pleasure. So let's talk about being a line four. Now, obviously, when we're talking about being a line four, these are these people we talk about being uh, the opportunist, the influencer. Um, that word you would have heard me say, the vector. I love the vector. I mean, I started talking about it in the middle of COVID, so I'm not sure that was great. But, you know, it's this energy of a person that has the ability to infect ideas, to infect um, people with the things that they're excited and motivated about. So when it comes to being a line four, ladies, what I really want to talk to straight off the bat is this people piece. I mean, we say that a line four is a people person, but what does that mean to you, Amanda? What does being a people person mean to you? How does it feel in your body? It's interesting because if you would have asked me in my younger years, if I was a people person, I might've told you, even though my four is conscious, you know, knowing nothing about human design until just, you know, a few years ago. I would have told you that I didn't think I was a people person, but looking back, what I can see is that I always did make friends very easily. um, And I probably took that for granted, but I also needed sort of time to myself. So I don't know if that's part of the six sort of creeping in there too, but it was a lot of, you know, I always had multiple friends and multiple friend groups. 
Um, and it just kind of seemed to come very easily. But I also had like a lot of sort of random friends that I would just pick up along the way. And so looking at that now, it makes a whole lot of sense to me, you know, seeing how I sort of always, you know, I could like make a friend in the grocery store or, you know, just, you know, talk to anybody that's came across my path and really find something interesting there. And I think intuitively, sometimes even within groups, I'd start to, you know, notice myself drawn towards certain people. So I think a lot of it had to do with finding my people. And maybe that's why I necessarily didn't think I was a people person because I didn't always like everybody that I came across, but the people that I did, I really would resonate with. I love that. And I think this so often with human design, right? That we actually, um, at first, we're like, oh, maybe, maybe not. And then the moment we reflect and have a look at the past, we're like, oh, wow, that's how I express it. And that's what I really love about human design. It gives us the freedom to see what is true for us. Um, And I definitely want to dive into those friends. And I'm curious to see if particular people popped in and out of your life for particular opportunities. But we'll get to that in a minute because I want to hear about Brita. Um, Brita, tell me, for you, what does it feel like to be a people person? What's your experience of it? Um, it feels as a fourth line, it feels necessary to be a people person. And that. that's the, that's the line. That's the word that kind of, kind of dropped in while Amanda was talking. Um, I have spent a lot of the last decade or so, um, identifying over identifying with my first line and not being connected to my unconscious fourth line. And it has been a very lonely decade, to be quite honest. And when I started to realize with the help of human design, how important people were for me, I've kind of been able to come out of a lot of the social anxiety that's been conditioned within me. And I've been able to reach out to people. And I've really been able to see how powerful I am as a leader. Um, and the mastermind has been really influential with that. Um, and it it, I just realized how necessary it is for me in community, for me to be in community with the right people. The right people is the key yeah. word, but to be in that, it's, oh my goodness, it, it's life-changing. Oh, I love that. And, you know, when I hear you say that, it reminds me of a story that I think I've probably told, both of you have probably heard it, but just in case the listeners haven't, you know, one of the things that our eldest, uh, Cooper, he said, and both my kids are line fours, unconscious line fours, you know, once he got back to school after we'd done a big lap of Australia, you know, we'd, we'd had all this travel, we had all this adventure, we had this great time. But by the time he got back to school, I think it was about like week three or week four. And he just said to me, he's like, mom, I didn't realize how sad I was. I was really quite sad. There was this underlying sadness as I as we were traveling and I was really beating myself up for it. But now I'm at school and with my friends, it's gone, you know. And I think this is really interesting because obviously being a parent, and being a, an individual who's experienced some pretty intense mental health issues, you know, like when he was feeling a little bit down on the trip, like I was freaking out. I was a little, not freaking out, but I was pretty concerned and I was making sure I was talking to him about the right things. But what I thought was just so beautiful and why I think human design is so powerful is it's not even like he had to do anything. You know, what we're always talking about with human design, it's not even like he had to do anything. He just had to make sure he was in the right aligned environment and energies. And once he's with these people, with his friends, he's like a rock star, feels really grounded, feels himself. So I love that word, um, uh, Britta. I think that word necessary is incredibly powerful. Thank you. Um, so Amanda, I 
and maybe at school, maybe now, but one of the things that the line for obviously is that they are called this opportunist. Um, and the opportunist really is about understanding and oftentimes, because I see this in my my dear friend, Jess Babaco, like it's almost like she doesn't need to market. She doesn't need to, you know, try and do any sort of cold calling or, you know, putting ads or anything like that because it all comes through her community. So for you, Maybe those friends that sort of come and went or the, the new people that you do meet or the do you notice that people literally come in and out of your life and with them come opportunities for you? Yes, definitely. And it's interesting because it also aligns with my sixth line, not to dive into that one, but at certain points in my life, I started my career in corporate working for big, um, big companies and at one point, you know, I wasn't loving it. And I had met somebody, it was actually, I was the client of the PR agency and the woman that ran the agency and I became really close. And so, you know, we worked together for several years. I left and took a job with another big company, but we kept in touch. And when I went through the year turn 30, a really big uh, life event, I just, I had to leave that job. I knew I wasn't happy. And I just happened to talk with her that same, you know, like right around that same time period. And she said, Oh, I have someone going on a maternity leave. Do you want to come consult for me? And so, you know, seeing things like, you know, that just sort of it rolled me right into the next iteration of my career, which lasted for, you know, 16 years. And then even now, as I transition to working, you know, more in, in the um the coaching and soul care space in PR, even how I ended up working with you. And I'm also approaching 50. And, you know, as I ended up working with you, as you and I had done an an unpack and I told you what I was thinking about doing. And then a couple of months later, you reached out to me and said, do you want to come help me with my PR? And so, yes, I mean, it could give you a bunch more examples, but I think they're two like really huge ones that just have shown how, you know, the people that I've come into contact with have led me to those opportunities for sure, without even looking for them. Yeah. I love that. It's beautiful. Thanks so much, Amanda. Um, Britta, do you notice how your opportunities sort of come through the people around you? Do you want to talk to that a little bit? Absolutely. I feel like the less I try, the more things come my way. Um, The most recent example I can think of is I'm I'm currently a full-time teacher and I got my job through my network. Um, I was like scrambling, searching for jobs. My lease was up like in two weeks and I had waited to um, get my, to to get a new apartment until I got my job because I wanted to move somewhere close to where I worked. And so I was like freaking out because I was like, I don't have a place to work yet and I don't have a place to live yet. And um, I have to be out of my current place in one week, two weeks. I was, I think it was two weeks, but it, it, it was really down to the wire. And then out of the blue, I got a call from one of my uh, professors at um, my university where I got my master's degree in education. And she was like, oh, there's this job opening at this school that I'm affiliated with. Are you interested? And it wasn't where I wanted to work. It wasn't where I wanted to move to. But I really just loved the feeling of the school, like just from what she was telling me about. Um, And so I was like, yeah, sure, let's go for it. And the next day I interviewed and the day after that I was offered the job and here we are today still working at Mm -hmm. that same school. So there are definitely other um, instances like that in my life, but that's just one that a recent one that really sticks out is like, I didn't even have to do anything. It just came through my network. Exactly. And I think that that's the other piece, like the ease of it, you know, Mm -hmm. like this is the thing when we're in alignment with our design um, and you're aligned for the the ease of trusting your network and trusting when things show up. Um, I think a lot of the time with human design, 
Um, as a behavioral coach, one of the things that's really um, worked between the two is I've often talked about the code, the code, the code, just follow the code. Like don't listen about the story, pay attention to the code. And that might be as simple as, well, I'm a line four, so pay attention to my network. You know, um, I always remember one of my classic code moments was when a manifesto client of mine said, you've got to meet this person, Taylor, when I was interviewing for um, support. And my mind was really attached to this other person because I knew her and I'd worked with her and blah, 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 blah. But the fact that a manifesto client that I trusted was initiating a relationship, I was like, I'm just going to pay attention to that. And lucky I followed my design because, you know, the rest is freaking history and she's a rock star. So super grateful for that. Now, I want to talk a little bit about the shadow side of the line four. Um, And there's two sort of specific things that really um, play out. And number one is that the the line four can have that fear of rejection. Oftentimes they'll hang out with the people that no longer feel good or maybe didn't feel good um, because they're afraid of either being alone or being rejected. Um, So they don't jump. They don't leave the people um, or they're afraid that the people that they're with are going to reject them. So that's number one. The number two is that they go the almost like the proactive route and they go, well, screw you. I'm going to reject you before you reject me. And they get this energy of, you know, like icing people out, like sort of blocking people out. I'd just love to hear from both of you. Any experiences? Does it resonate with you? And maybe any experiences? Amanda, do you want to go first? Yeah, to some degree it does. I mean, I think... Um... You know, I almost sort of have a little bit of a flip on that that I was thinking about. Yeah, and were, you know, kind of thinking ahead of the call is that I sometimes almost feel as I feel bad because I feel like I collect so many people that I really enjoy their company as I go that it's almost hard sometimes to say no to people to the point where I'm, I'm very careful not to overcommit, you know, and I keep a distance because it can almost become overwhelming sometimes where when you do sort of attract people as you, you know, you go along you know, your journey, it's, it's, then you start to say, oh, wait a minute. Now I'm not spending time with the people that I really, really enjoy. And not that you don't enjoy the other people, but we only have so much time. Um, but yeah, I mean, I have had instances in my life where I probably stayed in relationships with friends too long or tried to make things work or, you know, and not necessarily, you know, for whatever reason, held on to them longer than I should have. Yeah. And when did you know it was time to leave? I think for me, it's a lot about my time. And so when I start to feel overwhelmed, like I have too many things and I'm having to make choices and I'm having to choose something I don't maybe prefer over something I'd rather put my time towards, that's usually what kind of is the ultimate catalyst for me. Yeah. Love that. Awesome. Thank you. Britta, what about you? Do you have those experiences either with rejection or the fear of rejection? Tell us a bit about that. Oh my gosh. As I said before, I have really been over-identifying with my one line for the past decade. And so I've been in my the shadow of my four for I am not so much anymore, but I ooh, I spent a lot of time in the shadow of my four. I can tell you all about the shadow of my fourth <laughs> line. Um I'll try to keep it quick for the sake of time, but just 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 let me enlighten you. Yeah, you um, go for it. <laughs> I definitely resonate with the fear of rejection. I also have the 26 prominently in my chart. So there's rejection in the 26 as well. And I have two foundational lines, the one and the four. And so I, I, I have a, like, I, I spoke a little bit earlier about my having social anxiety and kind of having to come over that and kind of fight my social anxiety a little bit. And so I definitely can, um, 
hold back in uh, my relationships with people out of fear. Um, and that also might be a little bit of me reflecting people back to themselves and other stuff. But for the sake of this podcast, which is about the fourth line, yes, absolutely. There is that fear. Um, and I actually just had a conversation yesterday with um, someone about I who they um, they just said a lot of really nice things to me. And I, I thanked them for it. And I was like, you made me feel really safe. And like my foundation has been um, like you kind of helped me build that foundation in our friendship because you said a lot of these really kind things to me. And so I do feel like as a fourth line, like our words of affirmation are really important to me. And I didn't quite realize that um, for a really long time. But like having those words of affirmation really do help me um, feel safe in a relationship. Um, or a friendship, like doesn't have to be romantic, just any any relationship, platonic or romantic, because um, there is it is that foundational line that, you know, we can we fourth lines can take time to to get to know people and to put ourselves out there. And um, and for me, it's just been really and the mastermind has helped me see that the importance of just like, you know, kind of fighting my anxiety and just going for it, because that's what I'm here to do is to to really bring life to a community. Um, and I, so I have, uh, frozen people out before, um, not my finest moments. I've done it to people I've lived with, which was awkward and uncomfortable. Um, and my reflectorness just like, like didn't care at all. I had no, con like, like, I just was like, I don't care. And so, yeah, um, it, it, it can happen. It, we yeah. fourth lines in our shadow can be pretty cold. Yeah. And I have been there and I'm not proud of it, but it's part of my journey, I suppose. Exactly. And I think that's a that's a really beautiful way to put it. It's part of your journey. I think oftentimes we whatever shadow, every single part of us has a shadow expression. And then we just have a choice. How do we how we express? Especially once we know more, then we can do better. And I love that. So Britta, how do you know when it's time? How do you know when it's time to move on from a community, a friend group, a relationship? And what's that process like for you? I think for me, I, a lot of times, sometimes I don't know. And sometimes um, other people have like a lot um, in romantic relationships, other people have ended them in the past because I am just like holding on to them. Um, and so sometimes I don't know. Um, and then in that case, luckily the other person has been able to be like, yep, this is, we're done. And so, um, not always, wasn't always happy about that, but looking back, I'm grateful that they were able to see that because I wasn't able to see that. Um, and other times I think for me, it's, it's just a feeling that I'm not appreciated. Um, when I know it's time to move on from someone, I, I don't feel appreciated by them. I feel like sometimes like they're taking advantage of me. Um, I think, you know, as a fourth line, I can be very, um, you know, I'm very friendly, very um, like just I I want the community to work out. And I think that's also part of the reason why I struggle to like in the past with romantic relationships, like they've had to be the ones to break it up. So I feel like I can be very friendly and like I really want it to work out and I feel like sometimes people, when people take advantage of that, um, in the past, I, I've been in situations where I felt people have taken advantage of my kindness. Mm -hmm. um, then it's just like, you know what? 
I'm kind of over this. I'm kind of done with this because um, mm-hmm. I want people to appreciate me for who I am and not just take advantage of the fact that I'm a nice person. Yeah. So that's yeah. been built. That's just been a practice of building up boundaries for me. Yeah, I love that. And I've just watched Amanda's sacral like nodding along the whole time. Do you want to add anything to that, beautiful? No, but what, what, uh, not that particularly, but what it made me think of, Britta, is um, there's been times too where sometimes I think it's hard to leave a situation where it's a friend group too, because you, mm-hmm. I found that when I have sort of been the one to break away, it kind of impacts the whole dynamic in some ways too. Like if I was sort of the person that was friends with two people, it, there can just yeah. be, so there, I have like that reminded me of sort of like awkward moments that have happened in those types of situations too. Yeah. You feel bad because you feel like it's not like you don't want to be, but sometimes it's just, there's not enough of you, you know, like you have to really choose, even though if I had all the time in the world, I would probably talk to everybody. Yeah. I love that. But I think there is also that, that challenge of the, the line four, because like when it's all, when you're in the right community and you're being that cohesive person, then it's, it, it, that works beautifully, but yeah, it can be that when it's ready for or it's time for you to move on as a line four, that can have an ongoing impact. And one of the things I think that's really important to understand is that everything is working out perfectly. So maybe the entire group isn't meant to continue. Maybe there's a there's a more important connection within the group that are meant to just splinter off or whatever it is. And I think this is where we have to, you know, not feel the shadow or the... Um, those those fear-based emotions like like guilt or shame or any of those things because the universe has a much better plan than than our minds could ever create. So, you know, it always makes me think, you know, the line falls are so influential and there's this story um, about, again, about my eldest son and actually I've had a very similar story about my youngest son as well, but when we had parent-teacher interviews the when he just joined, so I think it's like two or it's not quite the end of term one, right? And we, I'm speaking to the English teacher and the English teacher says, you know, um, you know, we're like, how's he going? And he said, well, he's going great. What was really interesting was when he arrived, you know, the, the group that he got into, I was like, oh God, this is going to be a challenging class because they're all, you know, you know, rowdy 15 year old boys. Cause apparently, and maybe Britta, you know more about this than me, but everyone's <laughs> like, well, you know what year nine boys are like. And I'm like, I don't know what anyone's talking about because my year nine boy is a rock star. Um, Anywho, and he said, except what happened was Cooper came into the class and, you know, this rowdy class, this very, you know, um, group of boys that usually don't um, work in class or don't focus because Cooper focused, because Cooper answered questions, because Cooper you know, got involved in discussions, all of a sudden the entire class turned around because he did. Um, And I think that this is the power of the line four is that, you know, this is how you're influencing. And oftentimes I sort of said to him, did you realize that you're having that impact? And he was like, oh, no, I just, just being me. I was just hanging out with my mates. I was just, you know, getting involved in class. And I think that this is the beauty of the line four is that when you are in alignment, when you're living by your strategy and authority, like you don't even know the huge influence that you're having. Like you're probably aware of the the immediate influence, but sometimes you probably don't even realize the big impact that you're having. And I think that that's beautiful in itself. Um, last question. How is your line for a superpower? Amanda, do you want to go first? 
I, I really learned to love my line for so much too. I mean, I think it, like I said, I always sort of probably knew it was there, but I realize now how much of my life has revolved around that. Not even just the connections and the opportunities, but even in what I do for a living, PR is so much about relationships that I, you yeah. know, I see that now. And I've always been lucky and I've had really strong personal relationships in my life. But when I even just see how it's was such an aligned career that I, in a lot of ways, really fell into um, and now getting to do it in an area that I feel so strongly about too, it's, it's strengthened it because, um, you know, like I've noticed before when I would network in my corporate job, I would sort of walk into a room and just not even really want to chit chat with the people there. I really struggled, which is not something I typically struggle to do, which is I don't usually have trouble finding something to talk to somebody about, but I notice now, you know, and my husband even teases me that I am talking to somebody new from somewhere in the world weekly that I meet yeah. and I, you know, you can't even keep them all straight. And I realize how much I enjoy networking in a way that I just never did before. So I think it kind of goes back to almost where we started. And I think Britt and I both said something along these lines where you're finding your people. It's the right, it's yeah. the right people for us too. It's so important. Yeah. I love that. Thank you so much. So Britta, how is line aligned for a superpower for you? Um, uh, my line four is a superpower for me because I don't think I quite realized until this mastermind how influential I can be. And I mean, I have, when I look at the group chat in our mastermind group, like how, like, I didn't even notice this until you told me, Emma, but I'm kind of the reason that group chat is as as strong as it is right now. And just the way that the line four can, uh, I, I think of it and I like we're kind of the glues of our community yeah. and we are able to, I like, I'm not necessarily the person that brings the group together, but once the group is together, we have this amazing ability to make sure that we stay together yeah. um, because community is so important to us. And we, it is, it's just amazing. Like, I don't even know I'm doing it. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to connect with people because I feel lonely <laughs> and, um, and I want that connection and then that's impacting everybody else. And so I yeah. think just seeing how much we line fours can be the glues of our community in the right community, um, is such a superpower that I'm only now starting to really, um, appreciate and see in myself and and own yeah I love that and I do feel like when um we get around to doing some sort of learning on the whole reflector piece I think one of the things we have learned so much about that in real life experience of being a reflector I think one of the things that's been beautiful because we've got two reflectors in this crew um and again so often I feel like you guys get this kind of fluffy light you know kind of energy whereas both of you are just these powerful women that are really impacting the group and you know even the reflecting back piece you know like watching that every time you or Tammy you know just own something that was scary or something that you've learned like the whole community like like on fire about it so I think that that's a beautiful a beautiful thing as well. And I just wanted to add, because I'm sure there's reflectors out there going, there's not enough information on us out there. So I just wanted to add that little piece in there. Thank you so much, ladies, for joining us. Um, It's been a beautiful 25 minutes with you helping people understand their line four. Um, So thanks for being here. 
Thanks everyone for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast and you want to learn more about being aligned for, then go and check out HDX because we go super deep into these on panels. We spend two hours talking about being aligned for with like, I think we've got about eight people in there, maybe maybe more, all just spitballing, all about this in real life experience of being aligned for, whether it's a conscious line or an unconscious line, and they are game changers. So if you're curious, then check it out. All the details are in the show notes. Thanks again for being here. Thanks to my guests. And I look forward to having you all on the next podcast. Bye for now. Thanks everyone for being here all the way to the end of the podcast. I hope you got lots of value out of it. I certainly had a lot of fun doing it. Could I please ask that you share this podcast with friends if you found it valuable? And also, bonus points, could you leave a review for me as well on Apple? It would be greatly appreciated. If at any point you would like to be on the podcast or you've got questions that you'd like me to discuss on the podcast, by all means, get on my socials and DM me. Everything you need is there in the show notes. Have an awesome day. Bye for now.